This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to Road School Moms Radio, where education meets adventure. Your host, Kimberly Travaglino of Full-Time Families and Mary Beth Goff, the road trip teacher, will share advice, information, and encouragement to bring your road schooling efforts to new levels. Good evening and welcome to Road School Moms. I'm one of your co-hosts, Kimberly Travaglino, for Road Schooling Mom of Four Kiddos and co-founder at Full-Time Families, the resource for your full-time RVing as a family adventure and needs. As always, on every Sunday night, I am blessed to um, be here and blessed to be joined by my lovely co-host. Hey, it's Mary Beth Goff, your road trip teacher, also a traveling homeschool mama to four kiddos on the road. I'm the author and creator over at roadtripteacher.com, your um, resources for homeschooling traveling families. And we also like to chronicle our travels over at Diary of a Road Mom, so if you would like to follow us over there, we'd love to have you. And we are so glad to come to you from wherever in the world you are. I can tell you that I am slowly moving my way out of central Indiana and moving towards um, our southern destination for the winter. How's it going in your part of the world, Kimberly? It is going beautifully. It is The weather here in Virginia is just beautiful, quintessential, my favorite kind of fall. We talked about this last week, the fall that I like is usually, you know, nice change of seasons, but at 70 degrees. So um, I'm loving it. It was 77 today when we were out running around. Um, so it's just beautiful, and uh, I love being in this area. Virginia has so much history, um, so many things to see. It's a very family-friendly area, just a beautiful place to be this time of year. How about you? How was your yeah. week, Mary Beth? My week was good. You know, we are here specifically at this time um, because of the festival that's in this area in, in Indiana. My family has a business that... Um, benefits from this time of year, I guess is a good way to say it. So we kind of timed the end of our um, time here in Indiana to coincide with that event. And so we are taking advantage of that, um, helping them in their business. And um, this is such a beautiful time of year in Indiana as well. And the, the Cover Bridge Festival, if you're not familiar with that, it's, if you're in this area during this time, it's really kind of something to see. It's a 10-day festival in central Indiana. It's, it's a county-wide festival. And um the festival activities in themselves is, is a grand adventure, crafts and food and all that kind of thing. But um, really, the this is one of the most beautiful times of the year here in central Indiana. And the covered bridges with the beautiful colored, you know, leaves background, it's just, it's beautiful. And there's um, lots of wonderful state parks in that area as well. Um, so it's just a really, just a good time to be in Indiana, I guess. It's really probably my favorite month here, actually. So that's what we've been doing is, Really just kind of taking advantage of that. And as I told you last week, or I think or maybe we talked about it two weeks ago, we've really um, started our, I don't know, I don't know what you'd call it, our project, I guess, our leaf projects that we were going to um, do from Indiana, you know, as we traveled south. And I can't tell you how much fun we've had with it. I'd, I'd never realized that we had never formally done a leaf collection. And so... Um, that's kind of what we started last week with our, we done the leaf rubbings like you all did, and then this week we concentrated more on collecting different types of leaves and identifying them, and now we're putting them in all these different, you know, one of my road schoolers has a 
some kind of a self-laminated book and somebody else is using that really cool microscope that we bought that we've talked about before that hooks up to the computer and he's snapping pictures and doing close-ups and making this um, oh, PowerPoint presentation. I mean, they've really gotten into it. So we've just had a lot of fun with the seasonal, um, the things that we're finding here where we're at. Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, we've had a, a busy week, too. We've done a lot of, um, mentioned that Virginia is full of history, and we did a lot of historic tours, went to a fort yesterday, and um, looking forward to going to Jamestown and Yorktown uh, coming up this week. And as you know, we're also preparing for the Halloween Hangout, which is happening right here in Virginia. So we're looking forward to um, 25 families coming in to um, celebrate Halloween with us. So that's going to be great fun. Uh, this week I also did a lot of work work. And uh, if you're not familiar, Sarah James is the resource director for full-time families, and she is running a flash sale on the resource directory ad space this weekend only. In fact, it ends tomorrow. So if you're listening to my voice, um, you want to get with Sarah James, Sarah at fulltimefilmings.com, that's with an H, uh, and uh, get your spot for the resource directory. I saw a mock-up of that, Mary Beth, and it is awesome. I'm so excited to have this guide at my fingertips when I am, like, at the end of my, you know, rope saying, oh, I just need a graphic. Who's the designer in my family? Oh, goodness, I need an insurance quote. Who should I talk to about that? Um, you and I share resources back and forth all the time, and it's going to be great to have this information out there and at everybody's fingertips. It is, and I know for me, I, a lot of times what I do is I go to the full-time families members group or even our road school moms group. I'm like, who was it that said they'd done this or who, you know, so this that will be a great, great thing to have at your fingertips. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, it would be fun, fun, fun. So um looking forward to that. And, Oh, I'm tired. I have to say I'm tired today. I was pulling myself together for eight, 9 o'clock. At 8 o'clock I had uh, some coffee, but I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I need to cut it short so, so you can take a nap. Yeah. No, can you remember bed. those days when we were, we were talking today about our show tonight and thinking about being tired. Can you remember those days when we had babies and toddlers and when you got to the end of the day, you really didn't think you could even drag yourself to bed? <laughs> I do. I do. I I think maybe that's what's exhausting me, just thinking in my head for this show, which is the topic is road schooling with babies and toddlers. Um, and just like homeschooling with babies and toddlers, there's a whole litany of challenges that come along with entertaining babies and toddlers while you are educating your older kids in your rig. And yeah, it's exhausting. Um it's uh it's just looking back to those days, I, I there was always a child on my hip and we always had to turn one stroller and a diaper bag and it was just so much work and I'm really excited not to be in that stage anymore. But for those um moms who are in that stage, tonight we have a whole bunch of tips for everyone to um, really help you out with uh, your road schooling efforts with babies and toddlers in tow. Yeah, this week we're going to take a look back at our road schooling days with babies and toddlers and 
we know that can be challenging. Um, when I think about it now, it's really one of those, I wish I would knew now what I knew then, you know, or however you say that. Um, you know, if you have school-aged homeschoolers along with a baby or a toddler, or both for heaven's sakes, we know your dance card is a full one. Um, I know I can remember those days when it was just a challenge to get everyone bathed, fed, and entertained, um, you know, for the day, let alone factoring in different aged homeschool plans. Wow, that can be a major, major um, undertaking. But we survived, and you will too. And so tonight, KT and I have put together some of our survival tips on road schooling with babies and toddlers, and here they are. I'll let you start, KT. Well, but I will say, before we uh, launch into that broadcast, I would like to uh, play our sponsor's ad. Oh, good idea. Hey everyone, Mary Beth here, your road trip teacher. There's a new audio adventure series available that tells great stories from Christian history. And it's designed to build character, courage, and imagination in your kids. The production values are outstanding and is a great way to turn ordinary drive time into family fun and adventure time. Go to familyaudioadventures.com to learn more. That's familyaudioadventures.com. Use coupon code ROAD to get this Road School Moms approved resource for half price. And we're going to launch into our list, but just keep in mind that audio adventures are a great way to um, have your children be uh, be educated and entertained while you're working with um, your babies and toddlers, so keep that in mind. The very first thing to consider with little ones in the homeschool picture is to adjust their schedule instead of trying to make those little creatures fit into your world. It's much easier to fit into theirs. If the morning time is the busiest in your household, that is probably not the best time to expect learning adventures from your road schooler yourself. Instead, analyze the times of day when baby or little ones are quiet or naturally entertained. Nap time is a great time to expect some one-on-one -on -one time with your homeschoolers. For these years, your school schedule might take place much later in the day than other months or years, and that's okay. You know, that's something I struggle with. I am under the impression that if I don't get it done, then the day slips away from me and blah, 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 and there's a lot of pressure in the morning to, like, hit it hard and otherwise blah, blah, blah. But the bottom line is if it is a priority to you, then the pace and the timing of your road school can happen any time of day. And I love the idea of being able to utilize nap time with uh, learning time for your kiddos. So definitely really try to take a deep breath and be flexible on those times. And uh, like I said, if you make it a priority, it will happen. That's great advice. So I can tell you that when Tori was little and Taylor had just started a regular school schedule, that's when we pulled her out of um, was her just started her first grade year when we started homeschooling. And by then, my boys were both elementary ages. They were, gosh, I think third and fifth grade, if I remember right. And wow, that was such a chaotic time for me. I tried to do it all with all of them. I tried to do all the different subjects with each one of them, and I was completely on overdrive and overkill. I'm Honestly, I'm not even sure how we all survived. Um, but really, after that first year of traveling and road schooling together, I really just backed off a little bit and realigned our curriculum to teach more subject across the ages in my road school. Um, and honestly, when I, if I'm honest about it, I look back, that's really when I started finding a whole lot more peace in my road school. Um, 
it just seemed like it took the pressure off and um, my kiddos were happier and you know I still really I still teach many of our subjects to all my kiddos it just comes you know hand in hand with different expectations for different age groups um, and you do have to kind of you know realign that especially if you have a big span of ages but it really really can be a rewarding experience I love that and I love utilizing those across the board um, curriculums where everyone gets a, gets whatever they get out of it based on the challenges in it and, and uh, the foundation of knowledge that they have. Like like you and I have talked about the Giles Frontier being one. If you haven't listened to the show on the Giles Frontier with Holly, I'm sorry, it's Giles. I always say it wrong. <laughs> with Holly Giles, then I would uh, really invite you to tune into that one because that's that's a great curriculum, especially for right now when it's fall and it's beautiful and there's so many learning opportunities outside to capitalize on. So I love those. Um, the other thing I want to encourage moms of very young ones to do is to limit your road school efforts for the time being. It's okay to take some time off. I, I promise you. You'll be able to catch up on the other side. You know, this is this is a big ticket item again. People fret that they're going to be losing ground, and oh my gosh, their kids are going to you know turn into idiots, and that's not going to happen. You can um, reel your road schooling efforts in. You can really taper them down to the bare minimum. Just focus on maybe a couple math worksheets and a couple language arts uh, projects a day, or or nothing. You can really do nothing um, you, if you're if your children are in an enriching environment, um, and enriching environment, I mean that you have books around for them to look through and read, and you have that microscope like uh, Mary Beth has talked about, and you've got some science experiment fodder and some other things, you can just, you know, say, okay, here, here's all the tools. Have at it today. Uh, the baby needs me, and I can't be road schooling today. Or, you know, this week or even this month, it's it's going to be okay. Um, really, the the thing to focus on most when there's a new baby in the house is peace and harmony because this is a jolting situation for everyone in the home. Do you imagine my, um, my, great, my grandfather on Chris's side used to say, bringing a new baby home is akin to bringing a new wife home and telling your wife, Here's this new wife that I have met. I love her just as much as I love you, and she's going to live here with us for the rest of your life. <laughs> you can imagine how um, how much that shakes a child's world, uh, even if it's not the first time that it's happening. Sibling bringing a new sibling home is a big deal. So don't don't take on too much and um, really put so much pressure on yourself during that time. It's a great time. Road schooling, the whole point of road schooling is to be able to do things at your own pace in an intentional manner. So don't try to keep up with the Joneses when it comes to school. If you're not doing anything else like the Joneses, you might as well do school the way you think it needs to be done and let this be a time that everyone focuses on the new dynamics of your family. That's great advice. And, you know, if, if Kimberly and I sound like we're full of unicorns and rainbows, it's because 
we probably didn't really, we, it's too bad we didn't have this advice for ourselves, right, KT, because it really has taken a couple of years for both of us to, you know, come to, to terms with some of this. But um, we've said it on many shows before, and it's very simple, is be gentle with yourself, you know. Um, your baby is only a baby once, and you only have that time once, and um, and that's for everyone to enjoy. So, um, you know, really make the most of it and just um, let things happen as they as they do, and it will make for a much more peaceful um, time in your rig. And so um, another way that I thought, um, and we still do this also, um, to kind of road school when you have babies or little ones, is to stagger your road school activities during the day. It's really a great way to juggle those road school days. So what this means is, you know, take advantage of emerging readers. You know, um, and I've got one of those in my household right now. Tori would read, as she does, she reads to the dog. She reads to her baby dolls. You know, if we had a baby or a toddler in our house, they would be getting read to all the time by our emerging reader because she loves to be a big sister. So if you've got one um, that's just learning to read or that's been reading just for, you know, um, a season or two, let them be the big sister or the big brother and read and show picture books to um, your littles. And even if it's a baby, you know, it, you know, research has shown that that's, a, you know, very important to the brain development and growth with um, babies. So let those little ones help you out in that way. Older kids can really set a wonderful example for younger siblings. Um, and I found that younger kids are a great way to keep your older kids in the action as well. It really, everybody just kind of feeds off of each other. So, um, you know, that's just a good good way to take advantage of that. And some things like art projects and music lessons and read-alouds, if you're a fan, you know, Kimberly and I are both fans of family read-alouds, science experiments, and obviously field trips are also great opportunities to take advantage of this. So if you've got you know, an older kid that can set up the science experiment and then maybe one of the younger ones can work alongside with that. Um, and then you can be over here with, um, you know, someone that maybe needs one-on-one -on -one attention with a subject that's entirely different than that. Um, and when you have an older kid working with a younger, you know, a younger child and maybe the baby's, you know, next that in a bouncy seat or whatever, they can watch, you know, watch the action. So sometimes it's just a little bit of uh, planning and maybe lesson planning and, and time planning, but staggering your road school activities during the day is a really, really a great way for you to get a handle on the whole situation. Yeah, I, I love that tip. That is great and um, provides a really good flow. Um, I have a video on my YouTube, on the Full-Time Families YouTube channel called Road Schooling on the 101, and it shows you what we did when the kids were really little and how we actually staggered their activities in um, pockets. They're fabric, I'm looking at them right now, they are fabric magazine holders, and what I would do is every week I would load them up with activities, and I would have a visual way to stagger well, I know that this child's going to need me to do this. So in the same corresponding pocket to the other two kids, I'm going to put some things that they can handle on their own. And then when they're done, then that child's going to need me on this. And so if you want to see a visual of how we did that way back then, then um, and we also staggered chores, and we also staggered, like, um, um, like their uh, teeth brushing and changing and stuff because it was so many of us in so little space. That, you know, one person in the bathroom, another person's changing, another person's waiting in line for the bathroom. So we had all of that really organized and staggered back then because, as you'll remember, Mary Beth, I started 
full-time RVing a month before DJ was born. DJ is now six. We've been road schooling for six years. And like you mentioned early on, I really wish that I had listened to a show like this back then because the day we started full-time RVing was also Chris's first day of not working full-time. And, um, you know, we had a new baby in the house. We, uh, I sat the kids down, and I practically had a chalkboard that said, Hi, I'm Mom, and this is the letter A. <laughs> it was just... It was just a big, big, giant mess. It was a disaster. Um, so uh, one of the things I found very, very helpful was a, an article that we republished on Full-Time Families called Relax, New Homeschool Mom, It's All Going to Be Okay. I found that years after I needed it, but it has been so helpful, and I refer to it quite often when I'm feeling anxious or when other people mention to me that they're feeling anxious about their road school, it's just a great encouraging article that, that really tells you everything's going to be okay. But if you are in the process of road schooling and you have a toddler and you don't want to take any time off because you're in the groove with your older kids, I understand there's a, there's a tool for you out there too, and they're busy boxes. There are so many examples and ideas out there for busy boxes. Pinterest has a ginormous collection of busy box resources. We have a special Pinterest board dedicated to busy boxes and road schooling at Full Time Families Pinterest um, account. It doesn't have to be complicated. You you know you can um, just get some shoe boxes if you want to keep it super cheap, or you can just get those snap on lid boxes from the office store. You fill them with uh, two or three activities. You can create five or seven of those, and you uh, cycle them in and out of your road school and uh, let your kids go to town. So the toddlers will be really excited about their quote-unquote work that they need to do while you can focus with the big kids. I loved busy boxes when we were um, road schooling and DJ was not old enough yet. In fact, Tonya wasn't even old enough yet all the time to be doing what we all needed to be doing. They just really came in handy. And, you know, the busy boxes that we have on the Pinterest page, I found, fit really well into our RV. Because if we were homeschooling in a regular home, then you could really go to town with your busy boxes and have, you know, a big shelf or part of your closet dedicated to the busy boxes. But I didn't have that kind of room. And I didn't have that kind of energy back then. So um, the busy boxes that we used were scaled down considerably, but still kept uh, my my little kids busy. So I love busy boxes. Yeah, busy boxes are a great way. And I love what you said, and I think this is so true. You know, don't forget how much your um, those, especially you know, if we're talking about a baby, you know, maybe not so much. But if you have a toddler in your household um, and they're not doing any kind of preschool or anything, then it's really important. You know, they want to feel like a big kid, and so even with a busy box, that really gives them a sense of accomplishment. And so if they have something that they're lacing up when they get that finished, or or you know, or, or just whatever they're working on out of that busy box, when they get that completed, that really can be kind of like, oh, you've got your work done, and you know, because they can kind of feel like that's a rewarding experience. So, busy boxes get a five star from Road School Moms, definitely something to have if you have babies and toddlers in the house. Um, the other thing that I um, I keep going back to this, and I know I've talked about morning time the last couple weeks, and 
um, Katia and I have talked about it a little off the air, and I've alluded to it. I'm going to put some posts um, in tonight's show. We are going to be talking with Pam Barnhill in a couple weeks. I believe it's October 30th that we're going to have her come on the show. And she does a podcast all about morning time. If you're not familiar with it, you can Google that. Again, we'll have some posts and um, links for tonight's show. And I won't spend too much time on it, but what I will tell you is that I don't have babies and toddlers in my house, but morning time has changed my road school this year. And I can only imagine if I would have used this tool when I did have littles in my household. It would have made such the difference. Um, what morning time is, and I can tell you uh, one little secret, morning time is called morning time because the person that started it did do it in the morning. However, it doesn't have to be done in the morning, which is a great savior for me because you all know that I'm not a morning person. Um, and so we do have a morning time, but it really happens, you know, more like lunchtime for us. Um, but what that simply is, is a time in the house when everyone can kind of come together. And for us, I can tell you that we have kind of, um, it's become our routine to kind of everybody get on the couch. Um, sometimes we actually um, all pile up on my bed because ours is the biggest one in the house. And we all just kind of sit back and we either have a snack or we may eat lunch. Um, we usually start our, 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 quote, morning time with uh, some sort of edible treat and maybe some tea or whatever we're going to have. And then that's when we do our devotional time. If we have um, scriptures that we're studying or trying to memorize, that's a great time for us to do that. Um, we always work on some sort of a geography project. Right now we are just looking at, um, we have a map that we uh, have some stickers that are, um, they're not permanent stickers, they, you know, they move around. And so that's something that everybody can reach. Um, the other thing we're doing for morning time right now is, uh, we're doing a squilt lesson, which is, a, if you're not familiar with that, that is squilt stands for super quiet learning time. It's a music curriculum, a wonderful resource that we've discovered over at Road Trip Teacher. And we've, we're using that to um, see what are we doing right now. We're studying Bach, I think, is what we're doing. So that's, it's a great time for us to listen to music. Um, KT mentioned earlier about audio adventures. I can tell you that we're not doing audio adventures this week in our morning time, but here next week, that is definitely something that I'm adding to our morning time because it's a great time for us to all kind of, you know, on those crisp fall days, you know, kind of cuddle in or if it's rainy outside, kind of cuddle in with a blanket, listen to a good audio adventure. Um, that's, that's also part of our morning time. It's really just a time that we can kind of all get together and I can take advantage of, again, what I talked about before, and that is kind of teaching across the ages. But for morning time, that's really when I sit back and just try to pull together everyone um, and kind of maybe that's where I try to build the foundation for our day. Um, and as I said, that always starts with scripture. And um, we've done hymn studies the last couple weeks and, um, you know, just kind of those. And it doesn't have to be complicated. I can tell you when I started um, this back a couple of months ago, it was so overwhelming to me. I looked at all these wonderful morning plans. You know, you go on the Internet, right? and you go on Pinterest or wherever, and you see all these wonderful morning baskets, and they have all these wonderful resources, and so many people were using this Shakespeare book, which I'm just going to tell you, you know, I'm kind of a gadget girl when it comes to that, and I see what everybody else, I'm like, oh, maybe we need that. And so I will admit, I do have that uh, teaching your kids Shakespeare book, but it's just in my little bag. I ha We haven't used it yet. Um, but when we started out, I just I was so overwhelmed with all that, so I just picked one thing, and for us that was um, our our daily 
scriptures. And so every day we started, um, you know, memorizing daily scriptures together and we had toast and tea. That was how our morning time started back a couple of months ago. And gradually I've added to that. Like I said, we've added music and we've added hymn study and we've added some, you know, a little bit of art here and there and in our geography. And it's what it's turned into is a really wonderful routine that my whole family really counts on. And it really, even though it doesn't really kick off our day as far as it being first thing in the morning, it really does just bring our day together. Um, and it just kind of helps bring everybody back and feels like we're all grounded. And, um I don't know. It just has really made a, a really wonderful addition to our road school. And I can tell you that if you have babies and toddlers, it's something that you really want to check into because, um, you know, it's just a it's a great unified family time. And um, you can, again, take advantage of the baby listening to, you know, everyone read or if you're, you know, the activity, if you're doing some sort of an art project together or whatever, you know, it really keeps everyone engaged um, and, and can really just be a help to your day. Yeah, I'm super excited to talk to Pan Barnhill on the 30th and uh, learn more about this alongside our listeners um, and hopefully be able to employ this uh, in our road school too. I'm looking forward to knowing all there is to know about morning time. Okay, our last tip for the night is uh, what can you do to take the pressure off? You know, this whole um, session, Mary Beth and I have been talking about the road school mom and the road school kids. But what about the road school dad? If uh, if dad has any time during the day, is it possible that he either takes the baby slash toddler or he takes charge of some of the road schooling so the mom can focus on the baby slash toddler or even maybe get a nap? What uh, role can you, the road school dad play in this? And uh, for every family, I know it's different. Some road school dads uh, work all week long, regular business hours, and some have um, part-time jobs or out of the house or any combination thereof. But um, this is, uh, if you've been listening for a long time, then you know that last year uh, Chris sold his business and took over the road schooling efforts in our house. And uh, that worked out really well. In fact, it worked so well that we were able to take our first summer off in six years of road schooling because uh, they were so diligent and worked so well on all their studies that we actually got ahead of ourselves and was able to take some time off. But to tell you the truth, Mary Beth, um, although I love the break and I love being able to focus just on full-time families and be a working mom, I really missed educating my children or, or rather learning alongside of them. And so this year when it was time to go back to road schooling, I just decided to make it my morning priority and to work in the afternoon. And uh, that's been working out really well for us. Yep, I agree with you. You know, that's so funny. So funny you say that. Um, you know, last year, my situation called for me to um, kind of reach out. I had a person in our campground, if you remember right, that helped me out with my kiddos, specifically my two younger ones. Um, it was a retired teacher that was in our campground at the same time, and she offered to help the kiddos um, with some of their work because the way my work schedule was at that time, I couldn't do it, do it either. Um, and so I was so grateful to her. She just made such a difference in them. Um, they, she took them for one hour a day and worked with them, and that was wonderful. But I can tell you that this year when we started talking about it, both my girls asked, you know, so is Diane going to get to help us? And I said, well, you know, I think Diane's still going to be around, and I'm sure she'd love to still have you come down and read to her and all that. But I was the same exact way with, as you are. Um, I, I found that when this kind of that part of the school year was over that I really missed, 
you know, that portion of what they done with someone else. And, and I, like you, really do love learning alongside my kiddos. And we, Katie and I both always say that um, sometimes I think that we learn way more from them than we probably ever teach, um, teach to our kiddos because it really is a learning adventure for all of us. So agreed on that. Yeah, I uh, I really sometimes when I'm putting away the books and thinking about wow, you know, I just learned that that's incredible. I say to myself, gosh, I hope my kids homeschool their kids so that they can learn all this stuff too. <laughs> I know that's <laughs> ironic, but um, mm-hmm. I really feel like some of the stuff we're teaching them and some of the things that they're expected to learn until they have a foundation of knowledge in how the world works and um, I, I don't know. I just feel like some of the things that I'm learning alongside them as an adult now, I understand so much better because of my 40-plus years of experience on this planet. Um, and I, I hope that they have the opportunity when they're adults to learn alongside their kids. Yeah, I know. Isn't that funny? I've thought about that too. It'll be very interesting someday. <laughs> yeah. Very interesting. Exactly. Oh, so those are our tips about uh, road schooling with a baby or a toddler. If you have some tips about how you make it work in your rig, then we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us directly at our emails. Uh, I'm at Kimberly at FullTimeFamilies.com and Mary Beth is at Info at RoadTripTeacher.com. Or it'd be even better if you're on Facebook, if you share it on your Facebook road school group, Road School Moms group slash Road School Moms, you'll find us all there because then all the Road School Moms would benefit from what your tips are. Um, I just love to see what other people are doing with babies and toddlers in their road school. Yep, and you know we mentioned audio adventures a few minutes ago, and if you missed that early in our broadcast, we're going to give you an opportunity again to listen and hear a little more from our seasonal sponsor this year, Audio Adventures. And I know you want me to press that button right now, and I did, but it uh, it evaded me. Hey, everyone. Mary Beth here, your road trip teacher, with a quick product review for our road school listeners. If you're looking for great audio the whole family can listen to while on the road, you're going to love this. There's a new audio adventure series available that tells great stories from Christian history, and it's designed to build character, courage, and imagination in your kids. Here's the story. Some of the folks that used to be part of Adventures in Odyssey have created this new series to help families not only enjoy Christian history, but to really go deep into our Christian heritage. The production values are outstanding, and it definitely gets five stars from the Road School Moms crew. It's a great way to turn ordinary drive time into family fun and adventure time. Go to FamilyAudioAdventures.com to learn more. That's FamilyAudioAdventures.com. Be sure to use coupon code ROAD at the shopping cart so you can get it for just half price. That's FamilyAudioAdventures.com. Very cool. And, yes, I encourage you to um, look into audio adventures and look into audio books and add those to your road school. They're a great, another great component for um, learning, uh, especially for our auditory learners, which I have one of those in my rig. Everything I say, he repeats back to me in the form of a question because <laughs> that's how he processes information. Um, so uh, I think that those are great tools. And you should definitely look into that. I want to mention yes, something. If... I for... Oh, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. 
Uh, I want to mention something. I forgot to mention it last week. There is a family on the road. Um, they call themselves the Suburban Pilgrims, if you've not heard of them before. They are a family, I believe, of five, and they are embarking on a cinematic journey um, creating a movie about what it's like to be full-time on the road. They're calling it a film for wandering wanderers. And um, they are using Kickstarter to actually accumulate the funds to get this film off the ground. So if you have the opportunity to, um, or if you want to be a part of something big, I encourage you to look up Suburban Pilgrims on Kickstarter and uh, pledge your support to that film. I'm really excited about this project, Mary Beth, because as you know, you know, we've been out in this uh, lifestyle for a long time, and predominantly when the media portrays people living the full-time RV lifestyle, and, and especially younger families doing it, it's uh, that we don't have a choice or, you know, we're put mm-hmm. upon to live this lifestyle. And so every everything that we can get out there into mainstream media that says, no, actually, this is the choice we've made. We could live in a house if we wanted to, and we've decided not to live in a house, and here are the reasons why. Um, I'm always behind those types of projects, and this is one of them. So uh, we are supporting the project, and we hope that you'll check it out and support it too. It's Suburban Pilgrims, and you can find uh, more information about it, including the trailer, on Kickstarter. Yes, and we'll put that link uh, with tonight's show notes um, on a post there. And speaking of tonight's show, if you're listening to us on a replay over at iTunes, please take a moment when you get done to give us a review. Reviews help push us through in the iTunes ratings, and it makes us available um, in search engines. And what are, even though Kimberly and I love to get on here and talk to each other, because, you know, it's the one hour a week that we get uninterrupted time to yak back and forth, um, our primary goal of this really is to offer support and encouragement to our roads school moms community and the best way that you can help us do that is to give us a review and although we do love the four and five star reviews what we really want is your honest um, review of our show and so if you give us less than four or five stars please shoot us an email to Kimberly at fulltimefamilies.com or info at roadtripteacher.com and let us know what we can do to better serve your road school mom's needs. And when you're done pushing that uh, last star, however many they are on that review, don't forget to send me an email, again, info at roadtripteacher.com, and I'll be glad to send you the digital product of your choice, absolutely free, no strings attached, um, from our learning shop over from my website. Very nice. I love that offer. I love that. Um, if you are not aware, Road School Moms is actually a ministry that Mary Beth just alluded to that we use to reach across the miles and connect Road School Moms and uh, uh, to our community and plug them right in. And part of our ministry is that we offer a prayer group dedicated to Road School Moms. Um, if you are listening, you are more than encouraged to uh, take advantage of this special um, feature. And in order to tap into the prayer group, it's very easy. You just send an email to rsmprayers, that stands for Road School Moms, prayers, plural, at gmail.com. And when you send your intention in to that email address, you will get an autoresponder back that says uh, we've gotten your message. And then after that, you'll start getting emails from the ladies who are taking your prayer requests and uh, bringing those intentions to God for you on your behalf. And you can um, you can rest assured that this is a completely confidential 
situation that um, that these ladies treat your request with the utmost respect uh, and confidentiality, and that um, that you will have uh, someone out there praying for you, part of our community. So I encourage you to look into that rsmprayers.com, and I thank all of the ladies that are part of that ministry. Yes, I love that team. Awesome bunch of ladies. Um, so, gosh, we're already halfway through this month, and I, I'm searching through my calendar, and I know we have Pam Barnhill coming to talk about morning time on the 30th, but what do we have going on next week, next week on Sunday? Do you have it on your calendar, Katie? I'm so glad. I do. I'm so glad you asked. We are talking to Brandon Cave next week. He is a graphic designer. He's designed all our rally logos for the last three rallies. Um, and a whole bunch of other um, graphics for me. And he is going to be talking about making your business look good. As you know, a lot of our listeners are small business owners, and it's not immediately apparent what you need um, with a graphics designer, but I will tell you as a small business owner, and Mary Beth will say the same thing, I'm sure, a graphics designer is a quintessential staff member for a small business owner. And that doesn't mean that I actually have a graphic designer on my staff, but I'm super excited that, that Brandon has agreed to work with me and on a case-by-case basis and has the opportunity to um, really get to know me and my style and what we what images we want to put forth to reflect what we're doing here at Full-Time Families um, and why it's so important that you have uh, your own graphics designer resource at at your uh, at your on on your speed dial. He's on my speed dial. <laughs> I text him quite often um, to uh, help you bring those initiatives you have in the back of your mind to fruition. Because let's face it, we live in a graphics-rich world, and uh, although you're not supposed to judge books by covers, everyone does, and so it's really important that the graphics that represent your brand um, are the highest quality that you can afford, really. So I'm really excited to talk more about that on that show next week. Yep, I can't wait. And as we mentioned, Pam Barnhill will be here on the 30th. I know we have um, our schedule for the next couple of months is completely full. We're excited. We'll be talking with Bill Hyde next month. Um, who's from Audio Adventures. I can't wait to talk to him and learn all the behind the scenes about Audio Adventures and he'll be coming with great offers and all of that. So we'll be talking with him next month and we really do have a wonderful schedule. So if you haven't checked out our calendar over at Road School Moms, be sure to go over there. And as KT mentioned earlier, we have an awesome group um, over at our Road School Moms Facebook group. Now you'll want to remember there's a page, there's an actual fan page for Road School Moms, um, which is where Kimberly and I post a lot of our posts from both of our personal websites, from full-time families and also roadtripteacher.com. Um, but our Road School Moms group that is closed um, is closed for a reason. We do that because we want to provide a safe community for our road school moms so they can go in and they can talk about, you know, for, they can look for encouragement. They can talk about their good things. We can talk about our bad days and our good days and all the days in between and feel like it's in a safe environment. So that's the reason for it to be a closed group, but you're more than welcome to join. All you have to do is send us a request and we will um, add you to that group. So, um, you know, visit us over there and uh, we'd be glad to have you. Absolutely. Well, that's all I have today. Um, I guess uh, people just need to know that. Oh, flash sale going on for the resource.
Spread Art, small business owners who get with uh, Sarah James, uh, Sarah at fulltimefamilies.com, with an H, uh, if they're if you'd like to support your, uh, if you'd like to secure your spot in the resource guide, and um, the rally, the full-time family seventh annual family reunion is open for registration, and uh, spots are going fast. So if you plan on joining us in February in Tallahassee, go ahead and get your spot. Yes, amazingly, I have mine. Can you believe it? Okay, so we are going to, I know, me either. So we're going to wrap it up. Um, next week we'll be talking to KT. She'll be in Virginia getting ready for the Halloween hangout. Only the good Lord knows where I'll be because, as you know, I'm on my way out of here. So who knows? Well, it'll be the big uh, it'll be the big surprise or not where I tune in from next Sunday night. But until then, 9 p.m. Eastern time next Sunday night from wherever in the world you are. Until then, safe travels and God bless. This is Kimberly. And this is Mary Beth, your road school moms, on the road where education meets adventure. Until next time, we wish you safe travels and leave you with our traveler's prayer. Lord, be our guide and protector. Let those I encounter be blessed by my words. Let my hands be filled with your work, and may I be filled with your grace and kind words for others. May I be a light unto those around me on the journey ahead. Amen. Amen. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. If you'd like more information, go to roadschoolmoms.com.